Money FM 89.3. Best of the evening runway. Under the radar. You're listening to Money FM 89.3, and it's now time for Under the Radar with me, Chua Tian Tian. Now, today we're going to talk about a company that helps organizations create a personalized, measurable, and scalable coaching program for the entire workforce, regardless of department and seniority level. Now, founded in 2018, Coach Hub is a leading global talent development platform with over 3,500 certified business coaches in 90 countries. And the firm provides Sessions in over 60 languages and serves over a thousand clients around the world. Now we are talking about some of the world's biggest names, including Coca-Cola, Toyota, LVMH, L'Oreal, and Twitter. Now the company says coaching helps firms reap benefits from increased employee engagement, higher levels of productivity, improved job performance, and increased retention. And it seems like the market for coaching is a lucrative one, according to a 2020 International Coaching Federation study undertaken. By PwC, the estimated global total revenue from coaching in 2019 was at 2.84 billion US dollars, representing a 21% increase over the 2015 estimate. But what are the drivers of growth in the industry, and what do they mean for Coach Hub? And meanwhile, the firm raised 200 million US dollars in a Series C funding round led by Sofina and SoftBank Fund Vision 2 in June last year. The company said then that it wants to use the money to. Expand its footprint within APEC, particularly in Singapore. But what is the strategic value brought about by this group of investors, and how far has Coach Hub's plans to expand within Asia been realized one year down the road? Lots of questions, and for the answers, I've got with me in studio Jimmy Lee, VP for APEC at Coach Hub. Jimmy, welcome. It's good to be here. Great to have you on board, and、uh, Jimmy. We've briefly talked about Coach Hub as a leading global talent development platform. Um, but it does seem rather abstract. How would you then describe the specific services you provide, your value proposition, and business model? Yeah, and thank you so much.、Um, you know, regarding coaching,、uh, it's not a new concept. Yeah, it's actually been around for、uh, quite some time. However, it just was not accessible,、mm-hmm. you know, to most of the people within the company, right? Because typically,、uh, it had been reserved for some of your key executives. So I think what you know, CoachUp is trying to do. We use the word democratize, right? Is、yeah. that we want to make coaching more available, especially to the various levels of leaders within your organization,、mm, and that is fully digital. That is correct, and I think that's where COVID really helped us to really accelerate, right? If you think about、uh, pre-COVID. There were some concerns and maybe faux pas around、um, wanting to, let's say, do coaching or therapy or that type of, you know,、uh, personalized engagement in person.、Mm. I think through COVID, what we learned is that actually、uh, we can adapt, right? And、mm. doing things digitally can have its benefits.、Um, so again, we're 100% digital.、Mm. Uh, we then also offer you and the ability to access coaches from all over the world. And don't mind me asking this,、uh, Jimmy. When we look at coaching,、uh, business coaching, what are we looking at specifically? Are we looking at, for instance, leadership coaching? Are we looking at increasing efficiency?、Um, your thoughts? Yeah. So it really does depend on you know what the company is looking to do, right? So yes, we have programs that's focused more on leadership, on soft skill development.、Uh, we also have、uh, programs that are more performance driven. Now, I think, but the one thing that is a trend that has changed quite a bit. 
is the amount of pressure that's on your middle manager level. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, for example, uh, post-COVID, one of the hottest topics when it comes to work has been, hey, should people work from home, mm. right? And I think we debate that endlessly. <laughs> you know, I think <laughs> I'm sure actually you've spoken about this on, on your show as well. But whatever the decision is, the execution really falls on your line managers. Yeah. And people have to deal with people, right? So um, and that pressure of dealing with something that's completely new probably the first time that the company has faced it, the individual has faced it. So what type of support are in place for you to really help your leaders? Right. And let's get this question out of the way as well. Um, early on in the conversation, Jimmy, which is industry positioning, I understand uh, in a TechCrunch article out last year, you guys were compared to other digital uh, coaching platforms like Sharpies, mm-hmm. BetterUp. I believe Coach Hub then said that it does not compare with others. It cited its international coverage as its competitive advantage. So what is your industry positioning and how far is that international coverage still your competitive edge? Yeah, I think you alluded to this a little bit uh, earlier in our conversation is for Coach Hub, we really focus on the leadership level. Um, now, for some of our competitors, they're more generalist, right? And they provide coaching in a plethora of different sort of employee benefit uh you know, sort of section. But for us, you know, we really are targeting sort of leadership skills uh, at the manager level, right? Mm-hmm. So again, these are, could be your senior uh, leaders, right? C-level suites, all the way down to, say, first-time manager. Mm-hmm. So our focus is really about developing uh, people who are leading people. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, I do want to touch on the topic of international coverage because Coach Hub has over 3,500 certified business coaches across 90 countries. Um, how many geographical markets, though, are you physically present in or you're focusing on right now? Which is the most important market for you financially at this point? Yeah, that's a tough question to answer uh, because you know, physically present, you know, in terms of employees, yes, you know, we have employees in, I think, over 30 different countries, right? Mm. In terms of coaches, as you already mentioned, um, you know, we've, we probably are in 90 different countries. So our coverage is relatively wide, because we understand that, you know, for a coachee, uh, it's a non-negotiable, right, for Mm. them when it comes to needing a certain language, wanting to sit across from someone that understands their culture, and someone that they can really build, I would say, a relationship with, right? So we, so what we try to do is we try to be as diverse as possible. But of course, we do have certain key focuses. Um, you know, for example, here in APAC, one of our biggest growing market is Japan. Mm. And that is a market traditionally, right, where employees have not raised their hand to say, hey, I potentially yep. need help, right? Um, but what we see is there's a huge shift in the last sort mm. of three to five years um, and also a lot of support from Japanese federal government. So again, uh, what you see is that, yes, in, we go with ebb and flow, right, in terms of where we focus. Right. And what is the role then of Singapore in this regard? I understand it is your APEC HQ. Absolutely. Well, it serves first for us to have this conversation. <laughs> and so it's great to meet you and, and to be able to share about Coach Up here. Um, but, you know, of course, um, you know, this is where we have first landed in APAC. This is where we made our investment. This is where our, uh, all of our strategic sort of uh, key personnel sit. Um, it just makes it easier for us to collaborate, although we all come from different uh, cultures and background. Um, and I think you also alluded to earlier is that some of our investors do sit here as well. Um, mm. So that makes it easy to also uh, communicate. Um, but in terms of strategic positioning, right, um, what we see is that 
this is one of the few places where there's a great mix of different culture, acceptance of different languages, uh, and of course, being able to access right different markets. Um, so again, this makes it much easier for us to collaborate with our uh, employees and with our teammates that are uh, in other locations. Right. And uh, I do want to switch gears, uh, Jimmy, to take a look at your customer base. It really struck me while researching for this piece because uh, Coach Hub provides sessions in over 60 languages, serving over a thousand clients around the world. And we are talking about the likes of your Coca-Cola, Toyota, LVMH, L'Oreal, Twitter. Um, Take us through your customer base. What are they looking out for and what is the expected ROI? How do you meet that? Yeah, that's a great question. We probably need to break that into sections. Um, So, and not to uh, bore all the the listeners here. So we started as a German company. So of course Mm -hmm. that's where, uh, that's still our largest market, uh, if you believe it or not. Um, So, uh, and of course, a lot of these international companies that are European based uh, have basically worked with us first within Europe and now have expanded overseas, right? So LVMH, as you mentioned, uh, they started off with us in France. Um, You know, we've done a great job for them in the core markets. And in the span of, say, one, two, three years, we now expanded now to uh, other locations uh, globally, right? So in terms of how we've grown, that's sort of one of the ways is through uh, international companies. But of course, we didn't overlook, uh, you know, I say local yeah. companies. Um, so for example, in Singapore, uh, we are working with a number of government agencies, you mm. know, such as ASTAR, right? Such as um, different entities within the Ministry of Health. Right. Um, so again, um, what we see is that we want to localize Right, coaching to what is required here, right? And of course, working with a government-backed entity is quite different than versus a private company, right? Mm-hmm. Private companies are, say, more profit-driven, potentially, but for more government, they're thinking more wider, right? They're mm-hmm. thinking not just about their employee benefits, but also how does it benefit Singapore in general? Mm-hmm. So I think then is for us to be flexible with our service to provide the type of coaching, right, for government-led entities and also with private companies. I guess this is a question when it comes to coaching as well, which is how do you measure then the um, the metrics that you're supposed to achieve and also the the return on investment. Some would consider or some would peg it against uh, workers' retention, how long they stay with the company. Mm. Some would peg it against perhaps absenteeism. Uh, what do you use to benchmark yourself against? Yeah, that's like the million dollar question. Yeah. <laughs> we get that question every time uh, from our clients. Um, and uh, so what we typically do um, is to, to about th- uh, actually three different things. Um, yeah. One is that um, actually a lot of companies in partnership, they will be running surveys, right? Mm-hmm. So they want to see, again, how engaged are their employees pre and mm-hmm. post, but not only with their employees, but also with their leaders, right? So in to complement that, um, you know, we also offer, you know, just general coach feedback, right, mm-hmm. back to the company. So then they can see, again, how those sessions are progressing. Mm-hmm. And of course, lastly, we have a dashboard that tracks all of the metrics, you know, in terms mm-hmm. of usage, in terms of engagement level, all of that, right? So mm-hmm. sort of culminated together, that puts together a pretty good ROI story for you. Now, one thing I do wanted to actually touch on that you just mentioned is around attrition. Yep. This is one of the biggest trends that we see right now in the industry is attrition, I will say, maybe three or five years ago was a very focused metric for a lot of companies mm. to measure, say, how we're doing. However, the entire trend in terms of employment has changed quite a bit post-COVID. Yep. You see a huge amount of uh, waves of people switching jobs. Yeah. So what companies have started to do now is to look at regrettable attrition. And this is where I think leadership coaching 
really matters is that mm. you want to then really invest into the people that you really want to keep, right? So these mm. are the high potentials. These are the leaders that you have uh, that can really take your business to the next level. Right. And in the meantime, Jimmy, we love talking about money on Money FM. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> and uh, so on that note, let's talk a bit about your charging model, your revenue model. I believe you charge on a per person model. So take us through what is the average contract size for each of the big names? Uh, and on the whole, how far is Coach Up a profit generating business right now? <sighs> Yeah, and I get this question a lot from a lot of our clients and also people who look at us and say, hey, why don't you, say, charge per session? Or, hey, why don't you try different things? The short answer is, we did try. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) You know, the the five years. (laughs) Trust me, like everything that you can think of, various different models, we've tried. But for us, what's a non-negotiable is the benefit that the coachee received, right? Mm -hmm. What is the right sort of type of environment for the coachee to get to make, I think, the most impact, right, uh-huh. in terms of, um, you know, their career and in terms of how they impact their company. So what we saw was that there needs to be a level, a balance of, hey, you need to do this, mm. uh, but also a level of flexibility. Right. And I think this is why we landed in the business model uh, that we have. Uh, in terms of, you know, um, you mentioned around, like, so how do we size, uh, how we work with certain companies, et cetera. Yeah, I mean, look, it, that, that ranges, right? So we have, you know, contracts in the five, you know, five digits. We have contracts in the seven digits on mm-hmm. an annual basis, right? So the range is quite wide. And the range is wide is because, again, I think certain companies are just more mature about, you know, how they want to invest in their people. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I think some companies are still stuck in thinking, all right, it's more top down. It's more just training, right, Mm -hmm. Uh, in terms of uh, how we want to, say, bring our employees up to level versus I think some companies are much more open to say, why why don't we, you know, implement a strategy that's more employee-led? Right. Um, Jimmy, I'm just trying my luck here. And you (laughs) let me know whether it can be addressed or not, right? When we look at working with the likes of Coca-Cola or Mm -hmm. working with the likes of A-Star, per contract, are we looking at seven, eight digits and... uh, if so, then that gives us a sense of whether or how far is Coach Hub Profit generating. Yeah, again, I think uh, in terms of those relationships, again, it swings, right? So mm-hmm. typically it is within the range that I mentioned. However, I can share is that, um, you know, by the end of 2020, 2024, I can't believe I'm saying that already because it's only 12 months away, <laughs> yeah. we, will be prof- we will be breaking even and okay. making a profit, right? So I think that's the goal of the company at the moment. Um, and I think our investors have been, you know, instrumental in helping us to sort of make those transitions. I'm sure. Now, speaking of the dollars and cents, uh, Jimmy, let's take a look at the prospects for the coaching market. Mm-hmm. Um, if we look at a 2020 International Coaching Federation study undertaken by PwC, it estimated global total revenue from coaching in 2019 was at 2.84 billion US dollars, 21% increase over the 2015 estimate. Now, this was prior to the pandemic. As we know, during the pandemic, there was a further boom as well. Question though is what is really driving that stellar growth trajectory? What does it mean for Coach Up when it comes to expansion? Yeah, I think that number is like, I think north of 3 billion now. Um, the you know, I think, again, what drove it is, uh, again, the, the the faux pas that I mentioned that's now gone, right? Yeah. Being able to, um, again, lead, use digital means, right, to do something more private, right, which is in, in our, in history, was around coaching, yeah. right? So, um, and I think, again, now that sort of has come down, I think people are much more open and much more demanding of, all right, I want to actually potentially meet people who can really make an impact in my career. And yeah. I don't care if they sit 
10 minutes away from me or they sit potentially 100 miles yep. away from me, right? Um, so I think that's what's really changed. And I think also is that you see the mentality of a lot of C-suite. Mm-hmm. They understand that because they've received coaching in their career, now it's far more accessible that they can provide to say, now their VP level, their director level, their manager mm-hmm. level. Why shouldn't we implement that when that's personally has made a huge impact yep. in my career as well? Right. Okay. On the topic of growth, you mentioned about your investors playing a pivotal role as well. And I do want to touch on that because Coach Top last year raised 200 million US dollars in Series C funding in a round that's led by Sofina and SoftBank Fund Vision 2. And that's in June last year, I believe. And uh, the company said then that it wants to use the money to expand its footprint within APEC and Singapore. Now, before we touch on Asia and Singapore, what is the strategic value brought about by these uh, this group of investors we're talking about SoftBank here. Yeah, um, look, I think, and you know, it kind of also goes in ebb and flow, right? Because yeah. depending on how their entire portfolio is doing, how much time they're spending with you, right? Yeah. That changes. But I think one of the things that I mentioned earlier is that um, they're really helping us to think about how to run a healthy business. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of startups, um, you know, when they raise, say, so much money, um, you know, they're just worried about <laughs> grow at all costs, right? Like, like just plant flags everywhere, yes. no matter what it is. Um, and uh, so I think, you know, uh, especially Safina, you know, they've been really instrumental in helping us to think about, all right, how do we be more responsible? You know, with our expansion plans, um, you know, where do we really invest, mm. right? And sort of what markets really go into. And those type of valuable, you know, sort of input from investors is extremely helpful, right? Because again, for us, um, we don't, this is a brand new market, right? You mentioned digital coaching. It's just in the beginning phases yep. of growing so fast. Uh, and this is where, I, again, I, they can add so much value. Right. And talk about adding value and perhaps advising you on where to go. One place that uh, Coach Hub is certainly going into is Asia and Singapore. <laughs> right. And back then when, when you guys announced that $200 million US dollars Series C funding, one of the plans is to expand within Asia and Singapore. So how far has that realized one year down the road? Yeah, that's... Um I would say that we've done a, a tremendous job, right? Because in terms of, again, the number of logos that we've expanded into, that we landed, the type of companies that, that we are working with in a very sort of strategic level, mm-hmm. uh, I think those are, again, contrib- attributed not only to, say, our investors giving us the introductions, right? Or, mm-hmm. you know, potentially giving us the funding to do it, uh, but also to the people who are here on the ground. You know, I think the APAC team has been extremely resilient, um, it's not been an easy market, right? Although you've seen the growth, right? That's what you see mm. on the outside. But man, inside, it's just a giant sausage factory of chaos. That's <laughs> <laughs> I would like to call it. So, and, and the teams just had to really, um, I think, to transition, right? To, to grow and to also then to grow responsibly and then now potentially to transition to uh, how do we then break even, right? And to make mm. a profit. Don't mind me asking this. Uh, one year on from landing in Singapore, right? What is the scale of your operations right here in Singapore and uh, the clientele that you work with, I know you mentioned ASTA and the likes of some ministries. Um, what are we looking at, you know, when it comes to your report card one year down the road? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I mean, we're doing that actually right now. Um, look, I mean, in terms of just uh, personnel, right, like uh, all of our key leaders in APAC uh, currently are sitting here, right? Yeah. Um, and, you know, so again, we used uh, Singapore as our hub, uh, and also as, you know, where we are looking for, for our leadership talent, mm. right? And I think um, sort of in the last year or two, I'm sure you've seen sort of post-COVID, there's been a lot of um, people potentially moving to Singapore. Yeah. Um, and so we've just seen the talent 
uh, ability and the talent level really rise, yep. right? So I think that's really helped. Um, you know, in terms of, uh, you know, again, and the other report card, I'm sure it's around, you know, sort of clients and logos. Yeah, so in terms of the logos that we signed, we're very, very excited about some of those key logos. I think now we're transitioning to how do they see value, right? Mm. Now, these clients, um, as I mentioned, some of those, you know, they put their faith in us. Um, and they potentially are toe dipping, right? They put mm. a little bit in and let's see how it goes, right? Uh, so now it's really about, okay, how are we able to say adjust potentially coaching to fit your requirements, to fit your corporate culture, to fit what you want to accomplish, right? Uh, and then how do we make this something that's far more sustainable? Because of course, in 20 years, we want to be talking about Coach Hub as something that is just like mm. like other say platforms like hey I use I open Gmail right <laughs> we want to say that we have coaching and it's all coming from Coach Hub. Okay, um, before I get into sustainable growth for the future and the role of AI in that regard, you really got us excited by talking about this uh, this word logo, some big logos there. <laughs> Can you give us some names or is it too sensitive at this point? It it is a little bit because I think we will need um, some of these companies to say like hey you can use it right. Yeah. Um, so yes. So for, for those that I've shared, um, it's okay for us mm. to do so. Um, and again, I think for some companies, the, the sensitivity is that, um, you know, for some of their employees, right, I think for APAC, this is where it's so different than, say, Europe, is when you hear the word coaching, you're thinking, oh, man, I haven't, I haven't done enough. Yes. Or there's something wrong with me. But actually, in a lot of other cultures, it's like, this is where we want to really invest in you. This is where you're going to really take off. Mm. So I think for a lot of the companies and the executives and, you know, credit to many of them, is that they want to ensure that their employees are not looking at this as like, oh, we're not doing well mm. enough, right? You mentioned the word report card, you know? <laughs> yes. Is that, uh, you know, no, actually this is more to help you fly, right, okay. into your career. Right. And talk about helping Coach Hub fly. You're looking at more sustainable growth in the future. I wanted to take a look at the role of AI and, and supporting that. Um, you guys doubling down on efforts to include AI in your solutions. And this includes, say, introducing a personalized conversational AI career coach in much this year. It is called IMI, is that correct? Or Amy? Amy, that's Amy. right. Amy, okay. A-I-M-Y, that is. And you've also opened an innovation lab in September this year. So how far will AI position you guys for the next bound of growth and in terms of automating coaching, perhaps? Yeah, that's like the number one question I've been getting, <laughs> I would say, ever since, you know, Amy came around. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the thing about um, the technology itself, let's talk about just AI, mm -hmm. right, in general. Um, you know, to have contextual conversation, the technology is just not there yet. Yep. Right. So if you're thinking, wow, can it just be an AI on the other side to coach me? Um, short answer is no, not in the foreseeable future. Mm. Of course, I could be eating my words. Right. You never know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, no, you won't have a Terminator sitting across from you coaching you <laughs> <laughs> in the foreseeable future. Wow. But, um, yeah, that's that's a scary thought. Um, but I think what can add a ton of value is, for example, in the peripheral, right? So if the coaching is still done by a person, how can we make everything else more efficient, such as coach matching, right? So mm -hmm. right now we use a, a sort of big data so algorithm to help match, right, the coachee with the coach at scale. I think this is where AI can add more value, right? It can add more context to the potential matching algorithm and to, again, to help get some feedback from the coachee to say, hey, is this is the right coach for me. Mm, right. Um don't mind me following up since I've already got you here. Um, the question is, you talked about Amy and we talked about how contextualized conversations with an AI coach just doesn't work at this point in time. So what mm -hmm. can Amy do then? 
Yeah, so Amy does offer, uh, Amy, actually, again, I apologize, stepping back, you know, again, with AI right now is really about like what sort of data can you access, mm-hmm. right? So we do have a set of proprietary data that nobody else has. As you already mentioned, our innovation lab, our coaching lab, that's actually been in existence ever since we launched, mm-hmm. right? So although we do not record any of the coaching sessions, right, to be GDPR compliant, yeah. uh, we do have an army, <laughs> it feels like an army, mm-hmm. of, of scientists, of PhDs, of university professors that have invested into developing the coaching approach that we have. And that is a wealth of knowledge that I think a lot of, uh, again, you are not going to be able to find anywhere else. Mm -hmm. So that gets built into Amy, right? Mm -hmm. So in terms of responses, so yeah, simple responses in terms of coaching, you'll get, again, access to certain data that no one else has, that it responds in a certain, a different way, right? Mm Then let's say just go into ChatGPT. But again, is it ready, let's say, for commercial purposes? Short answer is, I don't think we're we are mm. ready to say, you know, we're responsible for that, right? Because I think, okay. uh, you know, that's people's lives. Before we let you go, Jimmy, what are some future plans for CoachHub for the rest of this year and into the next? What can we expect here in Asia or in Singapore? Well, you're going to have to invite me back next year. Wow. <laughs> and then we can discuss this, right? <laughs> um, n- no, I mean, I think this year, um, I think I alluded to some of it already. I think first is around technology, right? Mm. So making, I think, again, everything around the coaching far more efficient. So that's why we are, uh, you know, leaning into technology like mm-hmm. Amy. Uh, I think the second thing is really help our clients see value and really deepening some of these relationships that we built. Like we've we started, let's say, five years ago, um, and that's where, you know, say in EMEA, you see these seven-digit contracts, mm-hmm. right, on an annual basis, is because, you know, throughout that time, clients have seen tremendous value and they built, put in tr- their trust in us. Mm-hmm. Uh, we need to get to that here locally as well, right? Okay. So I think our investment and our focus is going to be uh, deepening into some of those relationships. Right. Thanks a lot, Jimmy. That was Jimmy Lee, VP for APEC at Coach Hub. Thank you very much for joining us on Money FM 89.3. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance.